Welcome to UAB MedCast, a continuing education podcast for medical professionals, providing knowledge that is moving medicine forward. Here's Melanie Cole. The field of melanoma has seen dramatic advances in the past decade. Clinicians are now able to offer innovative and effective therapies for patients at all stages of disease. Welcome to UAB MedCast. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me today, we have a panel. Dr. Christy Broman, she's a surgical oncologist and assistant professor, and Dr. John Dubay, he's a medical oncologist and an assistant professor, and they're both with UAB Medicine, and they're here to speak about effective and exciting therapies for melanoma patients. Doctors, thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Broman, I'd like to start with you. I'd like you to sort of set the stage for us about melanoma, the prevalence, what you've been seeing in the trends, and the scope of what we're discussing here today. Sure. Thanks for having me. At its heart, melanoma is a cancer of the melanocytes, which are cells that make pigment in the skin. Anyone can get it. There are certain factors that place people at greater risk, including sun exposure, fair skin, and older age. Because of those things, we are seeing an increase in the incidence of melanoma over time as our population ages. We also know that melanoma is overall a deadly cancer. However, as a result of the advances that we've seen, we've actually seen a pretty dramatic decline in death due to melanoma, and our overall survival rate with this disease has actually improved significantly in the last decade. And that's largely related to some of the medications and treatments that we have to offer in the systemic side, which Dr. Dubay will be talking more about later today. Thank you so much, Dr. Broman. And Dr. Dubay, I'd like you to just speak to other providers for a minute about identification because it is such an important aspect of catching this disease early. Would you please speak just a little bit about the presentation? What might signal a visit to a surgical oncologist or medical oncologist and really what other clinicians need to be looking for? What we typically look for is a change in people's moles, and this is normally done by a dermatologist, and they will examine the patient semi-annually or annually and look for changes in any moles that they have. The sooner we can get to these types of changes and have them biopsied, the better the patient is likely to do. Then Dr. Broman, speak about the next steps. How do you approach a patient who's recently been diagnosed with melanoma? Do they visit you first? Do they visit Dr. Dubay first? Tell us a little bit about the course of action and how you work together. Yeah, so it depends a little bit on how they present. If they come in with a suspicious skin lesion that's been biopsied by their dermatologist, they typically will go to a surgical oncologist first. The majority of patients will present with cancer that's localized to the skin, and so they can be cured with surgery alone, hence seeing a surgical oncologist. And that operation typically involves widely excising that tumor or that remaining biopsy site to ensure that all of the microscopic disease has been removed. And then for patients who meet specific criteria, we also perform a surgical lymph node biopsy that enables us to evaluate for microscopic spread of cancer to the nodes. And that's essentially spread that's too small to detect on any exam or any potential imaging studies that may have been done. This is all, of course, after performing a detailed history and physical to make sure that we haven't identified any evidence of clinical nodal disease and the patient isn't reporting any symptoms that might suggest that they already have distant disease. In those situations, it's critical that we immediately engage our collaborators in medical oncology and then we work together to formulate a treatment plan. 
Dr. Dubay, I'd like you to expand and speak about what that looks like if it is determined it's not localized and they've already seen someone like Dr. Broman and that it may have metastasized, it may be in a different situation than it was. Tell us a little bit about treatment options that are available for patients with cancer that has spread to the lymph nodes or other organs. So I'd like you to speak just a little bit about localized, even though Dr. Broman just was speaking about that, but take it from there and then speak about advanced disease and the medical treatment options. As you mentioned at the beginning, we really didn't have effective treatment for melanoma up until the last decade or so. And we have now very effective immunotherapy treatments, which boost a person's own immune response and directs it to target and kill the cancer cells. And we also have oral medications that some patients are eligible for, depending on the type of melanoma they have. Where patients have just had melanoma spread to the lymph nodes, we typically combine surgery with systemic immunotherapy and these treatments can help reduce the chance of the cancer coming back. And for those patients whose cancer is already spread beyond the skin or lymph nodes to other parts of the body, which is known as stage four or metastatic disease, we use similar types of therapy often in combination. These treatments remain very effective even when the cancer is advanced and people are now living many years after being diagnosed with metastatic melanoma. I want to add to Dr. Dubay, specifically for those patients that have disease spread to the nodes but not distant, we've actually had kind of a recent paradigm shift in how we manage those patients based on recent study. So we previously would take those patients also straight to surgery, resect their primary site, and do a complete lymph node dissection. But we at UAB recently participated in a trial where we trialed doing new adjuvant immune therapy before going to surgery, and then we had them complete their year of adjuvant treatment afterward, and we found that the recurrence-free survival was improved with that sort of sandwich approach. I think that's helpful for other providers to know. It's somewhat counterintuitive for both patients and providers not to go straight to surgery to remove the evident disease, but we have learned that we can improve oncologic outcomes by starting with immune therapy and getting a few doses in before we go to surgery and then completing the rest afterward. So that's pretty exciting to have some sort of new sequencing strategies for these patients. Well, thank you both for that. So Dr. Broman, I'd like you to speak some more about some of the unique offerings for patients with recurrent disease or refractory to standard treatments. You mentioned some of the exciting things that you're doing there at UAB. Tell us more about some of the unique therapies available at UAB, including intratumor injections. And, you know, you mentioned immunotherapy. Speak about anything that you feel is really exciting. So being an academic center and the only NCI-designated comprehensive cancer center in the state, we at UAB have the opportunity to offer several treatments that aren't yet available elsewhere through participation in clinical trials, and both Dr. Dubay and I participate actively in identifying and reviewing potential trials and then enrolling patients on those studies. So we currently have several ongoing trials of new treatments and different combinations, which include all of the things you've mentioned, systemic therapies, injections directly into the tumors, and melanoma vaccines as well. In addition, we do have one intralesional therapy where we're injecting a medication into the tumor, and that is FDA approved for treatment in advanced melanoma. It is known as TVEC or the brand name Imlygic, and it's something that we can use for specifically disease that is palpable, for example, in transit metastases or subcutaneous lesions, 
and it's based on a herpes 1 virus that has essentially been genetically modified to boost the innate immune response to the tumor. So we have seen pretty impressive responses to that, and it provides another option for us for patients particularly who have had recurrent disease or are refractory to our systemic treatments. And I'd just like to add, UAB are proud that we'll soon be able to offer a new treatment for patients with advanced melanoma that has progressed Despite the treatment we've discussed, one of these is called cellular therapy or TIL therapy, and it involves taking the patient's own immune cells, modifying them in the laboratory to be more effective at detecting and killing melanoma, and then putting them back into the body to do their work. Uh, this treatment has been shown to be highly effective, even in patients for whom no other treatments have worked. So we feel like this is going to be one of the uh, bigger advances we've seen in cancer management in recent years. I'd like to give you each a chance for a final thought as you're speaking to other providers. Dr. Dubay, I'd like to start with you. If you were to look on the horizon, what would you like to tell other providers about what you feel is not only coming down the pike, but looking towards prevention, looking towards new ways to raise awareness? I'd like you to just speak to other providers as they are counseling their patients. Well, I think the biggest message we'd all like to get across is that unlike 10 years ago or 15 years ago, developing melanoma is not a death sentence. We now have very effective treatments for this, even when it's advanced, and these treatments are well tolerated and can make people live many years even with advanced disease. I think, as I mentioned, the TIL therapy is going to be a really important treatment strategy heading forward for patients with advanced disease. This is going to give patients an option where they have failed other treatments and potentially in the future move further up in the treatment line to newly diagnosed patients. So I think those will be the most important things in the future. And Dr. Broman, last word to you. I'd like you to speak about the unique areas that set you apart, why it's so important to refer to the specialists at UAB Medicine, and when you feel is the best time for other providers to do that. Yeah, thanks for your question. As you've heard, melanoma is now a very multidisciplinary initiative, and some of the fun of what we do is thinking about all of the tricks up our sleeve and how to best deploy them and what sequence to get the optimal outcome for the patients. So as providers are thinking about where to refer their patients, I would strongly recommend seeking out a place like UAB where there's multidisciplinary management and active collaboration amongst all of the different types of providers that take care of melanoma. And this can include dermatologists, radiologists, pathologists, surgeons, medical oncologists who give these systemic treatments, as well as radiation oncologists. So looking to a group that has an active multidisciplinary team and who reviews their complex cases regularly within a tumor board that combines all of these individuals so that all voices are heard and we're making the best recommendations to our patients. I think that is something that sets UA apart from some of the other institutions, and that's something that we're really proud to have built here, and we really enjoy working together to take care of our patients. 
Thank you both so much for joining us and sharing your incredible expertise and the exciting advances in the field of melanoma. And for more information or to refer a patient to UAB Medicine by visiting our website at uabmedicine.org physician. That concludes today's episode of UAB MedCast. For updates on the latest medical advancements like you heard here, breakthroughs in research, please follow us on your social channels. I'm Melanie Cole.